Welcome to Goats and Dragons, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast by Helpful Goat Gaming. Please be warned, this podcast contains adult situations and language that may not be suitable for children. In fact, we try our best to be unsuitable for people of all ages. You're welcome. The world of Banya cracks in anticipation of the approaching storm. Its lands strain against unnatural forces, and warnings of what is to come have been carefully placed among its people. Warnings that led us to a few tieflings, goliaths, drow, and halflings. But how can this unlikely family of broken people stop a force that has been generations in the making? What strength is left in the bonds of friendship? Welcome back. We are Helpful Go Gaming. We're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Earlier in the session, the Goliath spoke up Akari because Stormbringer was looking all weird and icy. That seems to have resolved itself. There's also a bull that has been popping in and out. Uh, Stormbringer's going through some changes, um, which is perfectly normal. It's perfectly natural. It's a thing that happens. It's Stormbringer's age. It's fine. Um, and... You trekked all through the night uh, with some excellent rolls. You completely uh, didn't have any of the three encounters <laughs> occur that I had lined up. <laughs> totally awesome. I love it. Uh, he, you didn't find any giants. Um, it seems like you were able to give them the slip if any were following you, because you haven't seen any of them or heard any of them for a long time. And uh, Stormbringer and uh, Dawn Protector and Clem led you down to the sort of lip of this lake and the bottom of this the the bowl of this valley and uh as you look around it's just snow-covered mountain peaks all around you at this point um all of them just kind of sit down in the snow clem lights up a cigar uh dawn protector said something about the the uh the goliaths would know that you're there that the forerunners would be uh, along to escort you in. Though, again, none of you see any village or anything at this point. So that's where we're jumping right back in. Uh, so as you wait by the side of this lake, is there anything anyone would like to do? Or are you just kind of trying not to die from hypothermia? 
Charity's trying to process that apparently he's been volunteered to talk to Dawn Protector about. <laughs> uh, by the way, we need uh, that. He's also trying to process the fact that Isrek Devere is in the box. Uh, so one, thank you, because I think it, we had in chat the what's in the mandatory what's in the box references. I appreciated those. Um, but also, Charity's just trying to decide like how many parts this guy subdivided himself into, and how many of them retain sentience. And also, as is usually the case, just reevaluating everything in his life and all of the decisions that have brought him here. Solid. Uh, I would go up to Stormbringer. Uh, all right. And, or I would maybe wave Stormbringer over if, since I'm already relaxing with a cigar against a tree. So, Yo, what, what's up, Clem? So it's, it's probably a little late, but... Uh... I was able to make a, a potion today that can make you look like somebody else if you still want to do it. I don't think you should, but I just wanted to be honest. I don't think I need to anymore. I think they probably figured out that I'm Stormbringer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a reasonable assumption. But thank you. Yeah, anytime. I also got this one that makes you... A little bit more resilient, but we're probably not going to fight today, right? There was a lot of fighting yesterday, so I just was... Maybe today's more the talking variety. I mean, I might get in some fights. Probably not like the deadly type of fight. I don't know. Trying to decide because people were kind of assholes, but also Burbage said that scared people don't get to eat their pets. And that's pretty valid. Jesus Christ. That sounds like some kind of malarkey he'd say. I never really understand what that guy's talking about. <laughs> Are any fights really ever deadly for you? You don't really seem like the the dying type. Not so far, obviously, since I'm alive. Usually it's for the other person. That's fair. Uh, you feel it? I mean, it seems like you were real worried about Dawn Protector, and she seems to like you just fine she said that i'm a pet like a pet who ran away before you got to eat it is that actually what she said or are you just paraphrasing for me right now that's what lena wrote down in my notes and it was like three weeks ago so <laughs> that's definitely what she actually said accurate <laughs> well i mean you know clients have strange ways about them. I'm sure it was meant to be endearing and... She doesn't like me for who I am. She keeps saying not exactly in those words. But she's all like, oh, look, tradition! I like tradition! And you weren't a real Goliath! You were a bad Goliath! You're bad, Stormbringer! You're a bad Goliath and I like tradition! Ha ha ha! I have a box! <laughs> is that what she said now yeah. so I believe the tradition part and I guess I believe the box part because I don't really know why you'd throw that in if it wasn't relevant but did she actually say you're a bad Goliath and she doesn't like you well no are you really good at the whole intuition insight and telling what people are actually thinking? Yes. <laughs> are you really? I want you to look me in the face and tell me you're good at reading people. She said that I turned my back on what it meant to be a Goliath. Did you? 
Look, that's like really like, like that's that's assuming that things have intrinsic meaning, and I don't think we can make that argument because there's never really been any way to demonstrate that anything. See, I'm has gonna any- ask you right now to tell me what intrinsic means to you. <laughs> the inside meaning. Fair. <laughs> Lights <laughs> aren't dumb. They're just, I know, I just, they're simple. <laughs> they, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I just always like when Stormbringer does the thing where she says it's like a bigger word. And you're like, wait, what? It's, <laughs> yeah. I'm not used to this. Look, she said that she said that I turned my back on what I meant to be a Goliath, and so she was all upset and hurt, and then she didn't get to eat me. And that was a real bummer, so she kept looking for me because she wanted to eat me. Because that's what you do when your pets run away, is you look for them, even if they're not good pets. But I am a good Goliath. I'm intrinsic. You sure are. Do you think, <laughs> if you if you were honest with yourself, though, maybe... Maybe you turned your back on what it means to be a Goliath in this tribe, and maybe that's okay. Maybe that's what you needed to do. And maybe it's okay if you have differing opinions of what it means to be a Goliath. Yeah, I think it's okay. I think it's okay that I did, because I found a new family who loves me for who I am. Mostly, Burbage got really upset with me when I killed Arben. But I think we worked that out. Um, and now I don't kill people without having a conversation first unless it's imminent danger. <laughs> um, so that's okay. Um, so I think it's okay that I am an intrinsic Goliath and did what I wanted to do. So and- do you need to prove yourself to Dawn Protector? Or can you just both admit that you have different values? But she's an asshole. Sure. She's supposed to love me. I mean, I'm also kind of an asshole. It doesn't make you a bad person, necessarily. But you're not supposed to love me, Clem. I met you, like, two days ago. But I'm feeling like I could. Oh. Um. Nah, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, and at this moment, you actually hear kind of a... Ooh, ooh. And Dawn Protector kind of gets up, starts dusting the snow off, uh, takes the reins of her horse, and amazingly, you see two Goliaths emerge from the lake, and and still sort of halfway covered by the mist, they beckon the rest of you to follow. They don't look wet at all, surprisingly, and Dawn Protector starts to go in motions for mountain splitter to go in and she actually extends her hand for you stormbringer to follow with her in stormbringer will kind of like scowl at her but follow okay does it seem like they're only welcoming inviting stormbringer in not the rest of us no yeah yeah at least dawn protector is asking for the rest of you to follow yeah okay uh so does everyone go Slip into the mist? Yeah. Faux show. Yeah. Okay. Slip into a little mist every now and then. Charity's just going to sort of lean over to Kari as they're trying in. Just to be clear, as we're going into this um, mist lake, 
do you have the pineapple protocol handy? Oh, the pineapple protocol. Yes, the pineapple that, protocol. You have that handy? Um, yeah, I always... Do I need to prepare that? You do, but I think it's prepared. Well, but that's what I'm asking. Do I need to do something to prepare that? Oh, or no, is it prepared? No, you just have to make sure it's prepared each day. Yeah, it's on there. But it's, if it's highlighted... Yes, the pineapple yes. protocol is in place. Then you're good. Good, good. We might, you know, need it. Yeah. Hopefully not, but yes. All right. So, uh, as you each one by one kind of slip into the the mist, it's it's an strange experience. Um, it is it is very dense vapor. It is so dense that what you had assumed was a lake is really simply a a thin layer of dense cloud covering the Goliaths from wandering eyes. It is still and thick uh, to the point where as you kind of slip into it, you instinctually hold your breath as your head plunges into the fog. You, however, can breathe fine. The diffused light surrounds you and an eerie silence falls on you and those with you. You can no longer hear the hoof clops of the horses or the crackling tobacco leaf of Clem's pipe, or the chattering teeth of the teeth of the tieflings. You can hardly make out, though, figures around you in the mist. Almost, almost like what looks to be the torso of individuals that then sort of morph into fish with long tails. And those shadows are swimming in the mist around you. They, they dart back and forth. And some of them are larger. Some of them are smaller. But while this is this sounds kind of like a scary thing, it actually feels very comforting at the moment. Because you get the sense that those shadows are watching you, judging, but then allowing you to pass, if that makes sense. And soon you emerge through the dense layer uh, that now hangs above you like a overcast day. And, and before you is then a picturesque valley. There's a small river, uh, steam and mist coming off of part of that as well. Um, the river that you had assumed fed this lake uh, in the north end of this valley actually turns into a waterfall. And then a river that goes through a, a small village. There are snowy trees that line the path toward Gunagaim, um, which is a small village of maybe 30 or so dwellings split up by a, a sudden cliff jutting up on the north side of the, of the town. The buildings, in fact, uh, all the structures are placed delicately between trees and rocks, trying what, what looks to be architecture that isn't trying to overcome the nature but work within it. The simple buildings look to be made out of straw and and gray, almost nearly silver mud, it looks like. A baked mud. Smoke rises from the chimneys, but was not seen above the mist cloud above. Uh, and fields of snowberries are grown on the southern side in this harsh climate. The plants with uh, white and blue leaves and red berries sprinkle a bit of color in this generally 
black and white scene. As you approach, you already see folks are gathered uh, on the sides of the road, anxiously awaiting this party. Children, young Goliaths, run up toward all of you, sticks in hand, and they shout something like, Togenth Ma! And they begin to smack the ground with the sticks in a rhythm. A few bounce around Dawn Protector and begin to kind of yelp and bark. And just as you might consider this the play of children, the adults begin to join in as well. They circle and they sort of separate Dawn Protector and Mountain Splitter from the rest of you, dancing around them, barking and, and almost yelping, hitting the ground with the, these sticks in this rhythm. And this culminates in what seems like the whole village swarming the Goliaths as you reach the edge of town. And then from the midst of the revelry, a voice shouts, Togenth Paru! And the chanting and the barking and the dancing immediately ceases and is replaced by smiles and hugs. Uh, you all begin to feel slightly awkward as, as no one has really turned to you. They're all focused on Mountain Splitter and Dawn Protector. And Stormbringer, you can't help it. You've never felt like such an outsider in this place. Is that something you would allow to show on your face? I probably just look incredibly pissed off. All right. So then your your friends kind of start to see that on you. As the crowd begins to, to die down and the Goliaths start to turn back and head into town, you hear the clack of a lone stick on the hard ground and an elder voice. Togenth Ma! And as the crowd parts, you see Elder Brain Crusher scraping the ground with the staff, pounding it in the same rhythm you heard before. And she makes her way to you, Stormbringer. And in the practiced motions of, of years of ritual, she circles you. And then Sky Drowner immediately begins yelping and barking and slapping the ground with the stick around you. And a few more voices join in, uh, and then Mountain Splitter borrows a child's stick and joins in as well. And you all can feel the rest of the tribe look to Dawn Protector, whose face is stern and frowning. And then she too jumps in, yelping and circling Stormbringer cutting her off from the rest of you for a moment. This Togenth Ma is, is not quite as ruckus as the previous, and yet you sense more purpose and passion in the ritual, even as lay bystanders. And then Togenth Paru is shouted, and the small group that had swarmed around you, Stormbringer, begins hugging and kissing you on your cheeks. They begin sort of pinching your cheeks and shaking your, your head a little bit. Uh, a few of the children kind of pull on your dreadlocks that are long enough for them to reach. And as many others sort of awkwardly stare on in silence, you, you can't help but feel relieved uh, at Stormbringer. And then Dawn Protector climbs up on a kind of hay bale uh, slash fence 
that seems to be housing a few of the horses right on the side of the road and begins to address the crowd. She shouts, seal the cloud. Uh, and somewhere further in the village, you hear that horn again. And the overclass cloud ab above you turns a bit darker. And then silence and a hush falls on the crowd, all looking to Dawn Protector. And she says, I would be dead if it weren't for Stormbringer and her companions. Mountain Splitter would be dead if it weren't for Stormbringer and her companions. They are to be welcomed here. And then another voice further in the crowd. She cannot! And that's Elder Pain Whisperer that you've met before. She broke with our ways. She didn't challenge. She murdered a promising young Goliath like a deceptive thief in the night and was sentenced to death before you pleaded it into exile. Her own mother, Rock Punisher, your predecessor, cast her out. You mock the ancestors when you bring her under the cloud. And then Dawn Protector, but never once did we hear her side of things. We never understood how she could do that or why she would turn her back on those traditions why she would avoid the way of this tribe like an outsider and another voice pops up it's an elder a male dressed in just mountains of furs you alone chieftain command the ears of the elders we will not listen to any other goliath on this matter especially one who is no longer goliath and there's some murmuring now in the crowd. And Dawn Protector looks down and looks over to you, Stormbringer. And she looks sad and, and defeated a bit. And the Elder begins to shout to the rest of the crowd. Nola Kulain returned, knowing that to step under the cloud again was to be met with the sentence of death. Hey, excuse me? Fuck you. I returned to save your fucking chief because she was out, like captured by giants and also my sister like you could fuck off i said i'd bring them back safely and i did that's right she did <laughs> look if you're only going to listen to the chieftain on this matter then stormbringer will be chieftain <clears throat> they're just audible gasps and murmurs now in the crowd and pain whisperer shouts you you cannot that is not how these things are chosen, you are as bad as her if you spit on the way of this tribe. On the ways of the ancestors, a leader must be challenged in strength and will be sanctioned challenger by an elder. Do not be an outsider who comes in and, and cares little for our ways. Be a leader, Dawn Protector. And Dawn Protector sort of looks down at the ground, doesn't exactly know what to do, and she says, well, in that case, and she looks over to you, Stormbringer, and she kind of has an odd little smile on her face and just like winks really slightly at you. Then it is the law of this chieftain that Stormbringer and her companions are to be put to death at first light tomorrow. 
The law is unbreakable, and unless someone, and she looks over to you, Stormbringer, were to challenge me for the chief by night's fall, at that point, whoever was chief could simply make a new law, and you elders would be obliged to listen to them. And at this, Dawn Protector leaps off of the fence and turns to head into the village. And Stormbringer, you, you look to try to make eye contact with her, but it's everyone's sort of moving too fast. Uh, the crowd is, is immediately starting to get away from you. Uh, and you uh, start to be kind of ushered away. Um, you hear Elder Brain Crusher, um, the one that had welcomed you, say, come, come now, child. Um, to the to the water links in with all of you, please. A message cantrip brain crusher. <laughs> this is dumb. If I can change things, then she can change things too as chief. I don't have to become chief. She's just not like, I don't know, willing to do it or something. That was kind of my thought as as well. I don't, I mean, I'm kind of lumped in high. It's, it's me. It's me, Clem. I don't want to be killed with everybody because I'm useful. But also, yeah. why can't why can't she just be the one to change the laws since she's already the, the chieftain? Right, like message cantrip Clem and brain crusher. I don't think, <laughs> like this doesn't like like this doesn't track right. Like because I don't think they'd want me to be chief, and I'd have to be constantly fighting like against people who challenged me a lot, like, people clearly, so... Stormbringer, do you want to be chief? I don't think that you want to be chief here. I think that that's not really... That wasn't really your goal, was it? Uh, let's let's get inside. Um, All right, fine. talk about this out here. I message cantripping. <laughs> but to be clear, Stormbringer almost always speaks out loud her message cantrips, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So they could totally hear all of it. Um, yeah. She also can't message cantrip. She can't message cantrip. Yeah, brain pressure. That had to be out loud. Right. I didn't know if, if like, Burbage looked over and just saw her, like, mouthing words at brain pressure. <laughs> and we're all just like, uh, what? <laughs> no, she's speaking out loud. She's just saying message cantrip first. Um, Burbage will quickly, uh, message cantrip, Stormbringer. Uh, there might be some pronounced utility in you becoming chief because the contents of the box are only knowable by the chief and said contents might help us to save Charity's life and the world. So, something to consider. Bye! This is Kendra Burbage. They don't want me as chief. They made that really clear, and you can get the box a different way because they don't like me for how I am, and they don't think I'm a Goliath, and they don't accept me or love me, and you all love me. So, message cantrip, you get the box. Message cantrip, Stormfire. Yeah. The it box? Seems... What are you talking about? What? No, no, nothing. Charity's going to kind of like usher like skull crusher like for or brain crusher forward and like just be distracting her with okay so about the whole they're sentencing us to death thing <laughs> like, conversation bye uh, yes um, Burbage would say Stormbringer I think more people love you here than you are letting on or are willing to acknowledge and accept so 
You know, remember what I said earlier. People can change. All right? All right, but yeah, sentenced to death about that bit. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. Thank you. Uh, so the door to Waterlinks Inn uh, is opened, and there is a large roaring fire in the middle of this place um, with sort of a suspended chimney uh, above it. Um, it. It looks incredibly inviting to the tieflings. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It, it looks really nice and warm and cuddly uh, right by that fire. Um, it'd be the first warmth you've had in days <laughs> of this of these horrible mountain treks. And as you uh, kind of get in there, there's um, one other Goliath that is seemingly tending bar and getting drinks and stuff. Um, they're already getting food around. Uh, Brain Crusher with, with you, Charity, is is kind of ordering a few things to, to be put by the fire. Um, I just literally like ran inside. Yeah, and and uh, she's kind of gathered that small group of you over by the fire, and then shut the door behind her so that no other of the the townsfolk are are gonna follow in. Does it seem like we're being treated as like prisoners right now, or is it kind of? Um, it it doesn't really seem that way. It almost seems like you're a kind of special guest at this point. Okay, uh you're gonna. Sacrifice this and eat us. Stormbringer <laughs> would know that when you seal the cloud, you can't go out of it. Yeah. Um. So, so one thing I just want to do, and I, I don't want to necessarily role play it, but if if it's at all possible, yeah, Burbage would would ask maybe the bartender how one might send mail or get something delivered from Gunaheim. Is there like a serve like is there somebody here that Burbage could like pay to 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 like deliver something for him? Oh yeah, we have uh, we have messengers that come in and out and it's, uh, they got paid every once in a while for it. It's nice. Well, would would you have in mind I might be able to send someone your way? Yeah, if I leave a piece of mail here for you and some gold, could you give it to the next messenger you see? Of course, yeah, absolutely. And so basically what Burbage wants to do, basically Burbage realized that his dream in the last podcast episode, um, what he's been thinking, like, what does that dream mean about the lizard crawling up into his hair and then becoming his hair. Um, and it struck him, Samson. Samson's a lizard person. It has nothing to do with Hamster Lad. It's about Samson. And Burbage once knew a, a guy back in Diefield named Samson who had, like, gorgeous hair. And uh, it was, like, the source of his strength. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. This is just the way it worked out. <laughs> um, is and, it? It really, I it I I, I improvised it? that dream, and then I was like, oh wait, that kind of fits with something that I want to do as Burbage, and Burbage is like, so basically, what Burbage wants to do is give Samson's submission that he had mailed for the to whatever yeah I forget where he wanted to get his writing published yeah 
Um, Burbage would like to like have that delivered because he remembers liking Samson and and feels bad thinking about Samson like yeah like sitting around like crossing his fingers hoping to get accepted <laughs> when his submission never got there. Yeah. So that is what Burbage would like to do, and I don't know how much that would cost for for Burbage to maybe leave that for a messenger to, to complete the sending of. Well, I mean, gold is one thing, but if you if you got something you could trade, well, that would be really good, you know. Don't suppose your messengers like cow traps, do they? Uh, not especially, no. All right. Um, how about this fire blight cult mask? Voila! That's interesting. Yeah, and as you're as you're sort of kind of haggling <laughs> with the with the bartender over over what might be acceptable, um, Elder Brain Crusher is kind of taking you over Stormbringer and set you by the fire and, and just immediately put a blanket around you, um, and she kind of leans down and says, uh, "You you could absolutely be my champion. I I will sponsor you." Uh, as one of the elders, if, if if this is what you want, um, you can challenge tonight. Okay, but brain pressure, like, not even got a message can for this time. Like, slow down. Think about this for a second. This is dumb. If I can, um, what's that word? Get rid of the death sentences on us, then Dawn Protector, can, if I'm chieftain, then Dawn Protector can do that now. She is, like, fucking, like, obsessed with tradition but she doesn't have to like she can just be like no but we're not gonna do this because i'm chieftain haha <laughs> fuck you all she was strong enough to become chief i guess she killed my mom um i don't think dawn protector wants to be a chief i think this is sort of her way of getting you to do it and not her that seems like pretty uncool right like oh so wait she's like basically yeah yeah wait wait that's really fucking uncool she's gonna like basically i become chief or she kills tries to kill excuse me tries to kill me and my friends because she doesn't want to be chief she's tied up in the rules and laws of, of the uh, of the elders no, she could just quit she I think she knows any other options. She can retire. It sounds pretty manipulative to me. I don't know. Stoneburger, you know they we can't retire. This is how we choose our leaders. But it doesn't have to be. She's the chief. She can just be like, hey, I'm not doing this anymore. Bye, bitches. But a chief is, is just as tied to the rules as anyone. You're not selling me on becoming chief, Brain Crusher. Do you want to be chief, Stormbringer? You would command our village? You would allow us to live by your law? You don't have to stay here for that. Dawn Protector was hardly ever here. She's off the world looking for you. And now she's either going to make me stay and do the things she doesn't want to do, or kill me. I mean, you don't have to stay. You could tell us what to do and move on. But then why do you even need a chief? This is dumb. 
This is how we've always done it. It's not dumb. It's dumb. It's a bit. It's a bit dumb. <laughs> the elders basically run everything anyway. And, but if we had, if we had a voice and a chief that was meant to be good, do you know this Sor Benaventura very well? The weird guy in the armor. He's here. Probably speaking to Dawn Protector right now. We warned her about him. Uh, I have, I have warned uh, some of her servants to, to tell her, yes. He seems weasley and odd, and I don't particularly trust him. Yeah, we told her he was an asshole. But some of the elders have already made up their mind to listen to him. It seems he's asking for a fighting force to join the Goholian army. Just pause really quick. Yes. We and Fates of Ren don't know anything about the Goholian army's tie to Bahalit, right? That's the only come up in the other campaign. Okay. Yeah. We do, however, not have very high opinions generally of the Goholian army or the right. Goholians. Yes. Because they're going to try to conscript Burbage also. Those kind of Burbage yeah. is in a, in a mundane way of they seem like they're warmongering expansionists and quasi-fascists. Indeed. And who are the people in the war? The people that are fighting? What are the two sides? Uh, Goholnia is at war with uh, Wigmoles. And we're on the side of the Wigmoles? I mean, we're on the side of the world not getting extinguished like a candle. I mean, yeah. that's fair, but I mean, like, as people who know things. Or... Yeah, I mean, Clem would be on the side of war stupid and sucks, just in general. There should be no one it's participating. It's true, though I did help a lot with war stuff in my... <laughs> Which is partly why, yeah. <laughs> but, so yeah, I think that the other things that would be relevant to us, and depending on where you fell with this, like, the the characters and the people would generally be anti-Goholnian, because any indication you've given us, Andy, is very much that Goholnia has started the wars. Yeah. This is, Goholnia is going and invading places. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Unpause. <laughs> cool. Um, why would they want to do that? Like, they, that's dumb. Goliaths are independent. Why would they tie themselves to Goholians, who are also assholes? I know that's like the word of the day, but they are. I, I don't exactly know what he's offering. Uh, I simply know his request. But again, uh, having a chief that would be a voice of reason uh, would be excellent in a matter like this. Can I ask a question? I'm sorry. I know I'm not really yes. supposed to be inserting myself here constantly, but just I do. Um, so you said that Stormbringer, if she were chief, wouldn't have to be here. But then you also just said it would be great to have a chief who's a voice of reason in these kinds of times. How would she be able to be the voice of reason when she's not here? We have ways of communicating with our chief across great distances. You got magics? I didn't know Goliath had magics. Often they carry, yeah, they carry a box with them um, that is able to receive messages. A puzzle box? It is a puzzle box, yes. Uh, some of the elders know bits and pieces of the puzzle to, to teach it to new chiefs if we need to. Cherry is just like now smacking his head against the, uh, the bench that he's sitting next to. <laughs> <laughs> and there are multiple avenues to accomplish our goals. 
God help us all. I don't want you all to go fight for Gohomia because they're kind of dicks and there's no reason to get involved in that. But I don't think that Elder Pain Whisperer or any of the other elders who are in favor of that would want, would listen to me, even if I was chief. And you just said the elders mostly run things. So, again, sell this to me, Brain Crusher. Yeah, but they have to listen to the chief as well. It's. Look, no, no one wanted Dawn Protector either as chieftain. She was young, too young, perhaps. She was inexperienced. We, we thought she would get us into trouble, and she spent all of her time gallivanting around the world. It's We deal with what we need to, certainly. But if you don't want to, uh, perhaps there's other ways around So this. just a uh, question real quick. Uh, no reason whatsoever. Uh, but just in those other ways, not becoming chief, sentence of death in the morning, that part? Yeah. Um... It, it, and just, just, but just generally, the, the question is, if, you know, that was to happen, and again, absolutely no reasons for this, you don't need to think into this question, uh, are there sections of town that you would be happier if they were not actively very on fire? Think on it. You can draw me a map. Oh, okay, I'll think on it. Yes. Odd. Uh, the door swings open, and as you this can be nothing good. as you sort of turn to look at the door, Charity, you are just engulfed in someone squeezing you. Uh, it's all you can sense is fur pressed up really tight against your face. It's kind of a purplish fur. Boundaries bubble, 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 bubble. I'm so happy you guys came here, so, you know, I'm just, I'm going to make everyone curry. That sounds good, right? Curry? Who? Yeah, let's make curry. Who is this? Hey, buddy. This is one of the furbolgs <gasps> from the caravan. Aww. Balin. This is the one that lost his mate uh, to the Oni. The one who saw his, who saw her be... Wait, Stormbringer rolled a critical hit on a perception check and saw kind of what seemed to be maybe the spirit of his partner rising up into the night sky. Indeed. That's that's that that's great. I'm so happy he's back. Oh. Yeah, everyone else sees this. Charity, you're still being kind of crushed a little bit by this, by this person who's just kind of swinging you around ah, now. Ah, ah. How is everyone? Hey, Hakari, right? You didn't turn out to be the Oni. No, I didn't. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> I kind of thought, I was pretty sure you killed my wife. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Curry. And then he'll start to, he'll put you down, Charity. And he'll start to immediately walk behind the bar. And uh, it's, this seems like something that the bartender is used to because he sort of just lets Balin do whatever he needs to do. Um, Seems like you know Balin, our, our, the furbolg of, of our village. Uh, he got here just a few weeks ago, hasn't left. Yep, we're acquainted. Balin, how were things since you left the caravan? Oh, not great. Yeah, kind of bad, kind of real bad. Aww. <laughs> no. What's been happening? 
Oh, we lost a few more people. Uh, although Tellywood managed to trade with the Goliaths here, and actually she took off only a few days ago. Did you see her on the road? No, we didn't really take the road. Oh, interesting. Tellywood was here. Did, did she have anything interesting to trade, to bring? Is there anything new and interesting that be that I might like? Oh, she traded for metal uh, that we had mined up uh, from from the mountains. So, uh, yeah, I think I think I think the goods store uh, has got a lot of new stuff from Tellywood now. Okay, good to know. Uh, an elder brain crusher. Uh, not not to belabor the point, just checking in on the death and killing and uh, leader thing. Look, okay, like, I'm, like, definitely not consenting to the death and killing part of that, but jury's still out on the, like, leader part of that also, because I just don't think it would go over real big. Charity's gonna walk over one of the walls of this and just sort of be, like, looking at the one. So, do you use a pine for your structures? Uh, some. It's a, it's a lot of mud and... and... Uh, pine on, on the corners for, for strength. So Elder Brain Crusher says that she will inform the elders uh, of, of her choice that you are her champion. You don't, this doesn't lock you into anything, it just means she's letting them know that you're a contestant. Uh, and then she'll exit. About this time, Snow uh, Snow Drowner um, also pops down. Snow Drowner? Sky, Sky Drowner. Oh, okay. uh, oh, and this was, this was your friend, um, Stormbringer from your childhood. Yeah. She'll she'll pop in and uh, just kind of make sure everyone's okay and she just seems to be hanging around. As a quick like out of character note or just a general catch up, um this is one of the Furbolgs who was in the caravan. Yes. When we had a conversation with uh what was his name? Uh, total asshole, slept with Hikari, died a grisly death. Galir? Galur? Galur. Galur. Right. Yeah, yeah. The guy that I hit the crap with yep. the, um, the hilt of my sword and rolled a nat 20, yeah? Yes. He mentioned something to us at some point when he was either friendlier with us or getting choked out i think it was the latter uh about he was pers he was trying to stop the furbolgs from arriving yes um again we didn't really follow up on the details of that before the aforementioned grizzly death which in retrospect was a little bit on all of us um, that's, that's, one that, that's one that Charity's willing to have on the family's uh, slate. Um, yeah. But but I was just making sure that I remembered that correctly, that at some point when you're talking to them, they were trying to stop yeah. them from arriving someplace where they were going. Right. I forgot that that was about the Furbolgs specifically. I remember them saying like that their mission was to stop a like a wagon or something from arriving in... Um, I forget the town, but yeah, did he, I guess, did he say that it was about the Furbolgs specifically? Yeah. He specifically identified the Furbolgs. Was it Wistamir or what, or the town where? Malmond, I believe. 
Malmond or the what's the Worcester. town where the stable master was? That was Worcester. Yeah. Also fuck that place. <laughs> Come to think of it. <laughs> Now that you're thinking back to Wistamir, that that guy who was like at the bar who sort of challenged you a little bit as you were leaving town now starts to look a little familiar. Oh fuck me running. Was that Bonaventura? Sir Sir Beneventura. Oh wow. Nice. We've seen him before. Tried to steal his horse. <laughs> I like that. It's totally plausible that we would kind of not remember him because it's some yeah. random dude bro in plate mail. Indeed. It is significantly less likely that anyone would not remember our particular group. <laughs> this seems to be a specialty of ours, like in Salt Marsh. There's no way anyone will ever not remember having seen our group. <laughs> right. Yeah. Lena just posted great notes in the in the Discord chat. Oh yeah. Um, Lena, do you want to read that for the podcast? Or sure. Yeah. I don't know if I wrote things down phonetically, so they're not spelled right, and they might not be said the same as they were said before either. But the thing with Galur that you're remembering is, I have down Galur has to keep the fur bulks from getting somewhere. That's what the chess people are talking about. Although it's hella unclear what so far. Keep them from getting to Persbury because the wagon has something in it that will do something bad if it gets to Persbury. Villers' father told him to keep them from getting to Persbury. And his father is a noble named Aladwin. And Federo, he's a noble who takes great pains to remain secretive. The people in the chest are part of a secret order in Federo to help him and his father. And the things that the thing that the Furbolgs will do slash have is bad for the father, not necessarily bad for everyone. So it was something to do with a town named Persbury, I guess. Wait, we haven't been to Persbury? Because that's a great opportunity for a Persbury Doughboy joke. Right? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so I don't know what that was. And I guess maybe they didn't make it there since he's here. And, you know, a bunch of people died. So. Well, there were two other Furbolg as well, yeah. Interesting. All right, so, sorry. I just wanted to take that pause because I thought I remembered that that was okay, a thing, yeah. but I was like, I don't even know if Charity's going to do anything with that, but before before I started to, and you're like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, hey, Sky Drowner. Hi, yeah. Have you been in the, like, I don't know, year that I've been gone? It hasn't actually been that long. Not bad. Um, uh, we have a, a place in the in the battle family housing that that uh, me and my brother are sharing at the moment. But yeah, uh, not much has changed. Except you, you seem you seem to have changed quite a lot. I think I'm the same as I always was. I'm just good with being the same as I always was now. Yeah, but there's a. There's not a fear in your eyes about that. I'm not scared of anything. I never said you were. Um, how have things been with the town, though? Not town, the tribe. How have things been with the tribe? Has everything been going good while I've been going? Uh, 
Well, besides the the giant attack that killed many many good warriors, but the snowberry harvest is excellent. Um, we were able to trade a bunch of, of minerals from the uh, from the mountain. Um, I don't think the mountain will wake up this year uh, again, so that's good. Um, other than that, it's been the normal hunting and scouting and keeping our eye, ears out for you <laughs> um, under order of Dawn Protector. Yeah. So it's been just kind of business as usual with Dawn Protector and everything's been good. She's a good chief, you'd say. You'd vote for her if this was democracy. Ah, uh, I, well, not exactly. I, Dawn Protector is was essentially singularly focused on finding out about you and a lot of our treaties with other tribes have lapsed. Um, I'd say that puts us a little more isolated than normal. So not great, no. Oh. Um, is that why people have been listening to that asshole in shiny armor? Uh, I, I don't know why. Uh, he, he's an outsider. I wouldn't worry about him. <laughs> It's like listening to the Furbolg or listening to the, the one with horns or something. We're not going to... Which one with horns? The one with horns in the room? Yes. Technically, there's no one in the room with horns. One. The one, at least. Sorry, you were turned sideways. <laughs> Speaking of uh, listening to or at least uh, answering some friendly questions from the one with horns, uh, just a note, I might worry a little bit about Sir Bonnaroo. Might be might register a little bit of concern, uh, what with the whole machinations that he's going with. Um, but also just two questions because I'm really really interested in this beautiful place. Uh, one, you mentioned the mountain waking up. Could you maybe share what that's all about? Oh, the well, the mountain. Um, it, it feeds it feeds some of the the hot springs of the river, um, but it also rumbles. We get uh, boulders crashing down into town every once in a while. Um, lately, it's it's it feels like there's been more activity. We've we've seen more steam, I believe, rising from from the mountain at times. But it's like something's inside of it. We we say waking up, but yeah, it's called magma or fire hydras. Well, I don't I don't know what any of those are, but um, but it could be a, a vicious magma large hot teeth i don't know could be fun um yeah so also lovely village you have here and just a a fun uh sort of just point of interest question because it seems like you know a lot about here uh if you were to pick the place where ranged projectiles would have the most coverage of the key points of the town where would you say that was it's a very odd but specific strategic question i, I would suppose um the, the cliff, so there, there's half of the town is kind of on a cliff overlooking the other half of town. I suppose up there would be a good vantage point. Thank you. I like I like finding out these sort of little fun facts about the places that I visit and get condemned to death in. Oh, that's fun. Smooth. Yeah, smooth. That's, huh, that's really interesting. Thank you. No, thank you. Uh, the door opens again. Oh, God. Uh, another goliath comes in and this one is this one is snow down 
um, the one that you had met on the side of the road who, who wasn't speaking, and you brought him back to to town. Um, and he kind of comes in and looks a, a little sheepish, and he shuts the door, and he sort of looks over at you, Stormbringer, and says, I just wanted you to know that another elder sponsored me to be a contender for champion. Uh, nothing against you. I, I, I think it will, you'll do fine. They just saw something, I guess, in me that... I, I'm sorry. I just wanted you to hear it from me so you weren't surprised. Um, yeah. Uh, that, that's all. Uh, uh, if, if you're going to fight tonight, see you tonight. Um, other than that, uh, goodbye. All. Which elder? Who sponsored you? Elder, elder Pain Whisperer. This guy... Hey, Snowdown! Yeah. Did you get your horse back? Uh, I, I did, yeah, thanks. Yeah, um, yeah. of course. Yeah, thank you for letting us take him in our little field trip to the gates of Fankheim. Of course, it, it, it saved our, our chief. That's, that's, I would give more if I, if I could. Yeah, your horse and I got along real well. He was a good horse. That's, that's good. I sang a little song to him when I first... When I first met him, and then we we got along like gangbusters. So, just tell him I'll miss him, and uh, not really following the the politics of the the challenges and the fighting and the death stuff challenges here. And but you know, good luck, I guess, or good luck, bad luck. Who are we rooting for? What's happening, Stormbringer? Have you decided what you're doing? No. All right, no pressure. Anyway. Can I just pay you gold, bartender, for to do this messaging stuff? <laughs> That's fine. Hey. He can go and pay me. All right. You know, uh, things are as they are. What did you just say? Why did his accent get so much worse? Uh, yeah, things are as they are, you know. Things are a horror? No, things are as they are. Ah, oh, things are as they are, yeah. <laughs> K-sera-sera. You know what I mean? I think you mean <laughs> Speaking of unintelligible pearls of wisdom, Snowdown, um, just quick question for you. Uh, you know, your horse was so helpful to Burbage and it had me thinking a lot about sort of transit and movement. Um, yeah. What areas of town do you think would be particularly hampering defensive efforts if they were, say, all the way on fire? Uh, well, the stables, uh, I suppose, would be bad if those are on fire. Uh, people couldn't grab horses and, and ride. Um, watchtower on, on the north side of town would hamper communication about where to go. I don't know. It's about all. Oh, no, thank you. That that makes a lot of sense. And, and is like, doesn't he ask the greatest questions? Uh, it's really, yeah, it's really interesting questions. <laughs> As he's saying, this is just going to sort of like be like elbowing Burbage, like, pay attention to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I hear it all. Something about stables. Yeah, good. Did Snowdown leave? Uh, He'll turn to leave if, yeah, if no one else is talking to him. Message cantrip family? <laughs> He'll walk out the door then, yeah. Just, just a second, I'll connect you to the party line. Ow, ow, 
And welcome to the family party line. This is where we get together and have fun in the middle of tense situations. All right, let's get down. Okay, okay. So here's the plan. I just need a little time to think. But this is dumb, right? It's dumb that Dawn Protector is trying to scam me into this. And, and it's dumb that she wants to kill us. I thought she loved me. Um, anyway... That's sad. But... Just as a note, she's not trying to kill you. She's trying to use the thing that she knows you won't let happen to motivate you to take over the chief. It's manipulative, but she's not actually trying to kill us. I don't know what thing. You're not going to let her execute us. Oh, no, of course not. That's why here's the plan. So here's the plan. I fight Dawn Protector in Snowdown, maybe kill Snowdown, maybe not, I don't know, he seems like a nice guy, but Pain Wish Spurrer is a dick, so we'll see, not kill Dawn Protector, definitely not kill her, I fight, I become chief, I get the puzzle box, they tell me how to open the puzzle box, I abdicate the throne, I leave with the puzzle box, they run themselves like they've always been doing, because they don't need me, they, they don't need me, and they don't like me, and... Uh, none of them seem like they need me. Skydriner said they were doing good on their own. She said it was great. And the berry harvest was good. She also told me the ideal position to rain down hellfire on them. So I'm not sure I would go with her, you know, overall <laughs> perceptions of the world as being the most accurate judge. God, this hurts so much. Your allotted time on the family party line has reached its limit. To, for more time on the family party line, please give five silver each to the nearest halfling. More time. All right, that counts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, that's the plan. Is That's a good plan, right? Because we still get the box, and the protector doesn't have to be chief anymore, and none of us die except maybe Snowdown and maybe Pain Whisperer. I don't know. He's not really part of the fighting, but... Do I hear everything that Stormbringer is saying, or is she actually doing this in her head? <laughs> Such a good question. No, I mean I'm whispering for once at least, but it's not like quiet enough. Okay. Uh, and the only other person in here is, I mean, the Furwolk, the bartender, and Sky Drowner, um, and Clem, who you've grown to trust. I'm actually using message, Gandry. <laughs> uh, real quick, just Stormbringer, uh, you would know that the trials that they're talking about. The, the first two rounds, if you can beat the others in the first two rounds of, of feats of strength here, uh, there is no death at all. It only comes down to like a fight to the death in the third round to determine something if, if it's still undetermined. Yeah, so there's no death at all in the first two rounds. I mean, there might be death because I'm kind of pissed off. <laughs> who doesn't have to be and I shouldn't kill people without prior conversations so this is that conversation about killing Snowdown and maybe Pain Whisperer possibly, I don't know Firm green light on Pain Whisperer uh, Snowdown seems nice enough Yeah, but he's like I don't know, he's going along with dumb things. Anyway, so that's the plan. It's the plan So, question Vis-a-vis <clears throat> -vis the immediate abdication, um, is Balin is the Furbolg's name? Yes. Balin, could you begin cooking very loudly? Oh, sure can. Here I go. Curry, 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 curry. 
Correct. And I just assume that the, that the bartender and like Sky Drowner are sort of closer to them, and I'm going to pull us over into a corner so that this way it's easier for uh, Clem to hear. Sure. Look, it seems to me that uh, you becoming chief, finding out secrets of the box, very good. Um, not having a sentence to death, very good. Because we all know that we're not dying here if they try to kill us. Um, immediate abdication of the throne creating power vacuum perhaps less ideal um especially with weird Gaholnian skulking about maybe maybe you could encourage them to find what they want to do just like you found what you wanted to do but they just want to yell at me you could institute a rule that they need to find a way to govern themselves that they want to support them in the future, but they can't yell at you. Um, I don't know. We'll think about it. I'll think about it and we'll see. Cause I don't think they actually need me to govern them. They seem to govern themselves pretty well with Dawn Protector gone. Skydowner said it was great. Again, ambush positions just pointed out to me <laughs> on a map. So I'm not sure. I would follow the line of reasoning that you are, but I hear what you're saying. I'm just suggesting that Stormbringer, you know that there are plenty of people who as much as people can grow and change may end up not wanting to or may be afraid to or may not have the strength that you do to change, to grow and to find themselves. But that doesn't mean that they can't determine how they want to live their lives. Maybe they want to go back to their old chieftain, and realistically, it's surprising that you've had as few disasters in your tribe's history as you have with electing people based on who can out-arm wrestle the others or out-murder the others. Um, it's really just not an ideal system for... Anyway, leaving that aside... You works really well, usually. Again, I'm just real surprised by that, but maybe that's what they want to stick with. And maybe you can give them the option to do that, but maybe you give... It seems like there are at least some people, like Brain Crusher, who are open to finding new ways, or maybe want new ways. Maybe you can encourage them to find those, and then get the hell out of here so it's not your problem anymore. I mean, maybe. I can try. But not if they yell at me. <laughs> Again, we're... They seem real sticklers for rules, so we just make the first one that they can't yell at you. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, Clem. Um, so while they're talking about all this and making plans about things that may or may not result in our execution by this Goliath tribe, um, maybe now would be a good time for you and me to look at that book of many things that you promised we could look at together. Maybe there could be something in that that could be helpful for us not to get killed. Andy, I, as Rachel, don't know much about the Book of Many Things. Does this sound like a terrible idea? Um, I know the Deck of Many Things, so I don't know how related to yeah, yeah. that it is. It's not, <laughs> it, it's not like that. You're not going to actually, yeah. It, But it's, it's like random knowledge that people sort of interpret into their current situation it's never a book that's good to be sought after for like guidance or something like that it's 
but it's not like yeah. dangerous if I decided it was like, yeah, sure, we right. can look at it. And... You're not like going to draw the death card from the deck of many things and like, whoops, single combat now. <laughs> yep. I just, you know, they're talking about the potential of us getting executed. And I just think, you know, maybe we could turn to that book for guidance, you know? Uh, I, I do know. So it's not really like a guidance type book, but we could maybe learn some things. Guidance? Does someone need guidance? Also, realistically, if we're worried about the execution, get me another two Goliaths to walk in here, and I'm pretty sure I can have the fight wrapped up within, like, the first 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah, but also, like, so I don't want to <laughs> die, but also trading with Goliath tribes is kind of like my bread and butter. So if we could not maybe kill them all, I could stay living in the mountains pretty easily. Not need to make all new contacts, you know. Quick question, just plus minuses, all the rest. Uh, would you, would your trade be helped or hindered by being the chief of a Goliath tribe? Me being the chief? Yeah. I don't think that they allow gnomes to be the chiefs of Goliath tribes. But they're really on doing whatever the hell the, the chieftain says. They might. Dawn Protector asked me earlier if I would be chief. I had to say no thank you, but I really got the impression that she really wanted me to be chief. Did you? At this, the, the door opens uh, again, and you look expecting the next round of information from a <laughs> Goliath. Um, but gracing the doorway is Sir Beneventura. Honestly, I'm surprised it wasn't you last time. Bubbly Petunia, how the fuck are you, you piece of human garbage? That's a hell of a way to welcome someone to a warm fire. Hi, Bonnaroo. You are Stormbringer, yes? No, he's Burbage. No, you. <laughs> oh, one. <laughs> yeah. I'm Stormbringer, what do you want? Maybe we should have a chat, yes? Okay. Alone? Um, no. Wise. That is a wise decision. You may make an excellent chief. What do you want? And why do you think you have any say in who becomes chief? I only want what's best for my people, which I'm sure you want the same. Let's maybe talk about how we can both achieve that. And let's wrap up there for this evening. Thank you, everyone, for enjoying this journey with us. What is Stormbringer going to do? Is Stormbringer going to uh, 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 face her old love in a in a feats of strength? Is 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 something wild and crazy going to happen? Is is Charity going to have to torch the whole town? What? Tune in next time. Um, thank you so much for watching. Thank you for being a part of this. I'm so excited to see where this goes. Uh, we love you very, very much. Hang in there, everyone. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Have a good night, Bye. everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. Love you all. This has been Goats and Dragons, presented by Helpful Goat Gaming. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to hear more, check out our other podcast, Helpful Goat Presents, where we play shorter campaigns, one-shots, and have conversations about D&D and games in general. For more information about us, check out our website at HelpfulGoat.com. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at HelpfulGoat, 
or chat with us and the rest of the Helpful Goat community on our Discord server using the link in this episode's description. For more of our shared gaming projects and live streams, check us out on Twitch, where we are Helpful Goat, or on YouTube at Helpful Goat Gaming. If you want to support us, you can make a donation on our coffee page by following that link in the episode description, or you can rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podcast Addict. We are a growing community of friends who enjoy playing games, storytelling, and role-playing, and we would love for you to join us as we cultivate a positive and helpful online space together. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.